Hey there, fellow pop culture nerds, Christian from the Proton Pack podcast here. Tony and I recently made the transition to host our podcast at anchor.fm, and they made switching from our previous podcast host an absolute breeze. Whether you're old pros like us or new to the podcast game, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. In fact, you don't even need the complete tech setup that we use. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free. That includes creation tools allowing you to record and edit your podcast, which you can do right from your phone or computer, and it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And as you gain traction with your show, you can easily make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Proton Pack Podcast. With you, I'm Chris, and I'm going to start that over again because blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay, good. Oh, good. As long as I'm not distracting you. Sometimes I screw Jimmy up because I'll sit there and I'll do some weird stuff, and he's like, what are you doing? I'm no. like, trying to be entertaining. I don't know. What do you All right. do? There's a camera on me. I know. All right. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Proton Pack Podcast. I'm Chris, and with me always is the Dustin to my Steve, Tony. Say hey, Tone. What up, Dustin? That's good enough, <laughs> I should say. What up, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but nonetheless, what up, gang? How are you guys? This is our second time doing the YouTube you and the YouTubes. Uh, yep, doing the YouTube show and live podcasting at the same time. So yeah. another episode, episode 20. 20 exactly. Of these uh, we're going to start out with a few shameless plugs. Uh, the first thing is we want to thank everybody who is listening to us, downloading, streaming, subscribing um, on all of the services that were available. So uh, Apple uh, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, anywhere you get podcasts, and now YouTube as well. Uh, we have seen a big increase in downloads since we got a, a very gracious uh, shout-out from Mr. Chris Hardwick over at the ID10T podcast. And uh, it's it's exciting to, you know, hear your names and, and hear your show promoted from uh, somebody who's been a, you know, just a, a hero for us in the, in the pop culture scene and as a fellow host. Yeah, that's huge. Um, definitely. You get, you get a little for us. It's definitely, you know, when you, when you told me about it, you're like, Hey, check out the podcast in the first five minutes. And then when I heard the shout out and then you referred to as the golden voice and <laughs> mostly spot on impersonations that brings the funny to the show and then i liked what he said you know at times sometimes a shit show so you know <laughs> always a good you know good shout out dude it was awesome so thank yeah. you guys yeah it's it's really cool we appreciate yeah. it that was very cool. And then uh, we're going to plug, you know, some of the things that uh, we do uh, aside from this. So for me, the big thing is uh, my nonprofit, Dog Rescue, Rough Riders. You can check us out at roughriders.org. We also have a podcast called Rough Riders Rescue Tales. And uh, our main mission is pulling dogs from kill shelters and uh, bringing them, uh, placing them in homes. Uh, so that way they have a second chance at life. Absolutely. Right. And then, <laughs> and then for tone, uh, if you want to plug your pop culture kaboom, yeah, I do. Um, if you guys get a chance, uh, I do uh, a little show in uh, Carson City, Nevada, called uh, Pop Culture Kaboom. You can find that on KNVC. We stream live on Sunday nights, uh, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, or I mean Pacific Time. Sorry, I'm <laughs> your Mountain Time. Yeah, so Jimmy Jones host, I just joined him and I do the uh, movie trailer reviews where we put a sarcastic take on things. And then we do a YouTube show also, which I can share a link on our page. 
and you can follow along from there. And other than that, I don't really have anything to plug or pimp unless you shop at Costco. Well, and you also do your uh, horrible movie reviews as well. Yes, I do do the horrible Sam Filippo's horrible movie reviews, or if you listen to Pop Culture Kaboom, it's called Sam Filippo's, whatever you want to call it. Whatever you want to take that funny last name and say it, that's right. what it is. Yeah. I, I've been terrible. I have not uh, actually gone to the movies in the last uh, week. Uh, I've seen Captain Marvel three times, so you guys are not going to want to read a review over and over. So. I've been kind of dormant on that, but I was thinking about uh, since I've gone back and done the Marvel thing um, where they offered like one lucky winner would go back to back to back and live tweeted. Of course, you know, that's the whole world. I likely am not going to win that. So I was thinking since I've gone back and just recently watched uh, the first Avenger, Captain America and Iron Man, I'm watching them in timeline order and not the order of release. Um, I was thinking about doing just brief little of uh, what i think today does it still hold up is it still really a good marvel movie That's i a mean good idea yeah so just to kind of filler i mean i was thinking about writing one on motley cruz the dirt that we uh just watched. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was pretty crazy I tend to go see is us i haven't seen that yet but that yeah. would be the next one but yeah other than that's that, the next that's... one i'm gonna see too yeah. um you should start a blog you know and have just a collection of all your horrible movie reviews it's not a bad idea. It, um, I was suggested too to do like a video thing too, like that. I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how well I like looking at the camera all the time. You know, it's weird <laughs> staring at myself. I mean, I've got you here, and I've got yeah. me. So, so it's it's different. So if I'm fidgety and weird, I'm kind of my own critique. I'm like, dude, don't fidget so much. <laughs> Act like I hang out with Doctor Cracky. Yeah. He's getting more of the thick. Yeah, I'm Dr. Cracky. <laughs> you'd have to you'd have to be an old school fan and follow us on tales from the pit to uh, know who does yeah that's <laughs> a blast from the past yeah that was a throwback throwback yeah. Tuesday today <laughs> and then the uh, last shameless plug is a uh, apparel site uh, that basically uh is our is my little homage to the eras that we grew up in the 80s and 90s uh it's called totally rad 1981 so uh Go check out some of the uh, shirts over there, totallyrad1981.com. And uh, you can also follow us on um, Instagram and Facebook, and we post a lot of old, fun, uh, you know, commercials and cartoon intros and, and things that really sort of remind us of the uh, of our childhood growing up. Totally rad, man. Totally Jeez. rad. That's awesome. <laughs> no, I was thinking, like, for this YouTube show, I need to eventually get, like, a pop culture background here you know yeah staring at broncos in colorado this ain't a sports show it's <laughs> all right i got my dalmatian background back yeah, here. <laughs> yeah. i was thinking and then there's the tv right here it's like i could just have still images of geeky things i don't know just out loud <laughs> thinking on fly. You, you could do the twitch thing where uh they do like the superimposed green screen where it automatically cuts you out and then puts whatever background you want on there uh, i don't know exactly how they do it but might be something to explore yeah could probably play with that yeah that'd be cool all right <laughs> yeah so that does it for our shameless plugs uh please check those out uh and then for any of the stories that uh, we talk about here you can follow along on the proton pack social media which is uh on facebook and uh instagram a little bit on twitter but uh proton pack podcast is where you can find us there and we're doing a really fun uh sort of take on march madness we're doing the march mcu madness which is a single elimination tournament on our Instagram stories for uh, what is the greatest MCU movie. So we're in uh, the middle of round two right now. By the time this comes out, we'll probably be into round three. So there's still time to participate. Yeah, it's in good fun. We, uh, Chris came up with a great idea last week um, on last week's show, I should say, which was last Tuesday for us to record. Um, so it's been a lot of fun. There's been some really good feedback too. I mean, yeah. You know, a lot of people. Um, well, yeah. you, you didn't think that some of these matchups would be so hard to pick. Yeah, absolutely. I think the toughest one for me so far was uh, when Guardians of the Galaxy 2 went up against Thor Ragnarok. I'm like, that was a tough man, one. Man, I loved both of them, so I don't know. Yep. I voted for Guardians, and then it was like Thor Ragnarok was kicking its butt. <laughs> okay, yeah. gotcha. So we're definitely getting the feedback because the votes are showing up. So yeah. that's awesome. So thank you guys for partaking um 
And next time we uh, do a, a bracket like this, what we'll do is we'll let people choose their brackets well in advance, and we'll do some sort of giveaway as well. Yeah. Uh, this one was sort of thrown together real quick, and it's been a lot of fun to see the response so far. It has. And I apologize if I'm looking down, guys. It's just I'm getting ready to start posting as we go along our show today. So. And speaking of the show, we're going to start out with uh, television news, as we do each and every week. Uh, the first bit of news is sort of a callback to one of the things we talked about last week with uh, DC's Titans uh, casting. DC's Titans. <laughs> casting uh, the character of Deathstroke with actor Asai Morales. And so this week we are getting uh, an updated casting uh, announcement that not only are we going to see Deathstroke, but we're also going to see Deathstroke's daughter, Rose Wilson. Uh, and that actress playing that character is a Disney actress I'm not totally familiar with. Her name's Chelsea T. Zhang. And apparently she was also in things called hey, Almost Perfect. Britney. <laughs> is it really? Uh -huh. I read the article. Oh, I was going to say, the fact that you know <laughs> that weirds me why. out a little You're bit. You're like the geeky face? Like, I'm excited. I don't know what the hell Andy Mack is. I know who Alex Mack was, and Alex Mack was a hottie because we were teenagers when she was around. Right now, if you look back, I mean, she was young. So that's that brings me back to the Snick days. Snick. Saturday Night Nickelodeon. Oh yeah. Are you afraid so of the I dark? Read Andy Mack. I'm like. Alex Mack? <laughs> <laughs> so in any case, uh, DC's Titans um, Season 2, we're getting more and more information on that. So Rose Wilson, as I mentioned, is the daughter of Slade Wilson, Deathstroke, and her character or her moniker is Ravager. And uh, she has a look very similar to Deathstroke with the uh, uh, split mask and, and the uh, black and orange color scheme. Yeah, you know, when I was reading the article and stuff, now I haven't seen any of the Titans, and I liked when we covered the the trailer back in the fall last year or late summer fall. Um, I'm definitely getting that itch to want to try out the DC streaming service because it seems like the more stuff they're adding, you know, like with Doom Patrol, I keep reading a lot of things as I'm getting Swamp articles. Swamp is coming in May. Yeah. There's going to I mean, be a Harley not... Quinn series coming out, Stargirl. Um, I mean, a lot of neat series that they're putting together for the streaming service. Right. And and I think it'll be a coup de grace, too, if they're able to, well, they're able to, I'm sure they own it, but start putting their uh, DC movies on there, too. And I'm talking like the the crappy DC Universe ones that just recent. But, I mean, yeah. you add them all in there. It just gives you more variety, so... Yeah. You know, as far as streaming services go, I think uh, DC Universe will probably be the next one that I pick up. Um, and then obviously Disney Plus when that comes out. Oh, yeah. I We'll get to these things. I know we yeah. got a couple of that that's on the uh, table today. So. Yeah. So might as well segue into the next one. So speaking of streaming services, and this sort of falls under the category of uh, is it too little too late? Uh, Apple just announced their newest streaming service. Um, do they officially have a name for it? Yeah, it's Apple TV Plus. Okay. So they took their existing name. Sorry, sorry, we didn't even do a good buildup for that. If we're like, does it even have a name? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so they took their what already successful uh, Apple TV, um, and then they borrowed, I guess, from Disney and added the Plus. So yep. Apple TV Plus is the new streaming service for Apple. Now, the thing is, uh, obviously, the big draw to a lot of these streaming services is the content. You know, Netflix is the granddaddy of them all, and their original content is amazing. Uh, DC has set themselves apart with their own original content. We're going to see original content from Disney+. And then even the one that we talk about pretty often, uh, CBS All Access. You know, they started with their Star Trek, uh, was it Discovery? Yeah, they yeah. Have the CBS app, yeah, as an exclusive. And now they've got the Twilight Zone, which is inching me closer to signing up for that service. Oh, yeah. So, On a side note, too, not to segue too far, because I told you I wasn't going to segue a lot today, because <laughs> uh, I got to go work at the uh, Costco today. But um, I just watched, I, I hadn't seen it, so I had to check it out. But I saw Get Out, Jordan mm -hmm. Peele. 
okay one scary but it was definitely creepy and weird very i was thinking the whole time i go this is like twilight zone i go he's perfect for the twilight zone Uh and now i'll be seeing uh us here soon so i've also heard it's creepy so yeah i'm actually really excited for the twilight zone stuff on there i am too yeah i want to see us as well and we'll talk about it a little bit here in the uh, weekend box office but uh you know, he's he's definitely got some horror chops there. Uh, real quick, if uh, Tahoe, uh, my dog over here, starts growling or barking, he's looking out the window protecting the home. I may have to step away for a second and let him out of the room, but we'll wait till that happens. In any case, uh, Apple TV Plus, uh, they just announced all of their original shows or most of the original shows they're going to have on there. And honestly, I don't know if it's enough for me to even consider it at this point. Um, you know, the big thing that they're hanging their hat on is the Spielberg, Steven Spielberg, uh, fronted show, Amazing Stories. And, uh, again, that's sort of an anthology series similar to the Twilight Zone, but not as creepy, not as, uh, horror based, uh, more on the, the little weird side. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, Sorry if you can hear that. I can. <laughs> yeah, so I'm thinking Tahoe telepathically talked to my roommate's dogs who are above me. Um, I live off of a highway, so anytime there's a dang fire truck or ambulance, and they go, they go they just go a little crazy. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to go crazy, then you can go crazy. The dogs go crazy. Uh, a couple of the other shows that are going to be on the streaming service is the uh, apparently much anticipated uh, Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston talk show. It uh, doesn't have a name, but uh, apparently people are really looking into that. Uh, there is. Hey, but you got two hotties. I mean, I'm interested based on the name power, but can we have yeah. Justin Timberlake sing like the theme song? It's the Jennifer <laughs> Aniston talk show with Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> that, was a, that was a bad Timberlake there, San Filippo. <laughs> a uh, couple dramas, uh, one called Little Voices, the other called My Glory was I Had Such Friends. That's a weird name. Uh, that one will star Jennifer Garner. There's a J.J. Abrams executive produced show. Oh, that is the J.J. Abrams show. Oh, um, and him and Garner again. That's Alias. Reunion. Alias, yeah. It's nice. Um, there's going to be an Octavia Spencer show called Are You Sleeping? No, I'm awake. Uh, one that does look pretty good is a yet-to-be-titled CIA drama with uh, Captain Marvel's Brie Larson starring. Yeah, that could be good. That could be good. Um, a starring post- Moose, Moose the Dog instead of <laughs> Moose the Cat. <laughs> uh, a post-apocalyptic drama with uh, Jason Momoa and Alfred Woodard. Um, that's from it's- Stephen DeKnight, who uh, did the um, uh, Daredevil series. Oh, that could be good. So Aquaman at night, kind of yep. like watch nights. Yeah. This could be interesting. A um, comedy series from uh, Charlie Day and Rob McElhaney from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And it basically, it's a hilarious look inside the going on of uh, video game development. So they're saying, think Grandma's Boy, only way better. I don't know. That's a bold statement because Grandma's Boy is a freaking classic. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor and check it out. That movie is hilarious. Please, get on my face. So looking through here, I think they're aiming for a fall release on uh, their new streaming service. Again, I don't know if the television projects that they have on there are enough to get me to shell out. 10 bucks a month, 12 bucks a month, 75 bucks a year, whatever it might be that uh, it costs because there's so many other good streaming services that this will just have to go behind. Yeah. Do you feel like at this point, cable's got to be on the ropes, man. They got to be about dead. I heard. Yeah, I heard a report that for the first time, uh, streaming service has... um, surpassed the number of cable subscribers well because you can do it at your own leisure like almost anyone you know has netflix yeah i mean almost anyone and and the thing is is they're smart they they get you to do this like how often do you watch your netflix all the time i mean it's it's the primary thing that we watch your main thing and then you also have hulu right well and the nice thing about that is we got hulu because they packaged it with spotify 
And so I subscribed to Spotify, and now they included it um, as part of that subscription okay. service. I so, into that cause I'm paying because I'm a sucker. I'm paying for Spotify and Hulu when I could just join it. So I'm actually right. paying twice. But <laughs> yeah, you might want to look into that. Yeah, the yeah. Only, the only thing with Hulu is that when you uh, add it onto the Spotify, you get it for free. Uh, it's the advertised version, so you oh, get commercials have, and it's I, yeah. I pay five bucks a month for uh, Hulu. I did a promo, so. Yeah, you probably get the same one then. And yeah. honestly, in the world of streaming, having a couple commercials now isn't as frustrating as cable, where it's just commercials after commercials. Right. Yeah, no, I, I take that all day long. Yeah, Hulu, I don't catch a whole lot. I was using that to catch up on my shows, but if you're not quick, man, they're gone. Yeah, so. yeah. So a lot of streaming out there. Um, speaking of streaming... Still, going back to the granddaddy of them all, Netflix, uh, we are going to go into this week's trailer of the week. And uh, this week's trailer of the week is not a movie trailer, but a television trailer for something that we are really excited about. And that is season three of Stranger Things, which uh, it hits on the 4th of July. Um, You'll notice from the trailer that it has a 4th of July theme to it, so it's staying very poignant there. But... uh, you know, this trailer, it's two minutes and 50 seconds long. It, oh God, it just ramps up the excitement factor. And it starts out with a little Motley Crew home sweet home, which is always a nice uh, uh, thing as well. Yeah, I like it too in the trailer uh, when, you know, like Dustin gets home and the whole group is there to surprise him. I mean, you'll watch the trailer. I'm not going to spoil it for you. But there's right. some good humor there. Um, I like where it's going. And, and what's great about this show is it's still set in the 80s, so it's got that feel. Yep. And there's an end game to it, literally. Like, they, they think there's five seasons total they want to do, or is it four? It's either four or five that they're they're planning they an overall arc for. The story's going to end, so you're only. it's not like they're going to jump the shark. They're like, okay, this is the beginning, this is the middle, this is the finale, and then we're done. Yeah all good shows should do um i i haven't watched this week's walking dead but by the sounds of it last night's was their version of the the red wedding from uh or yes the red wedding from, uh, from game, of, game thrones. of thrones yeah yeah so last night was their version of it so haven't haven't seen it so i don't know you can feel free to put spoilers <laughs> on our page i might not read those comments till i see the show but yeah um yep. they're building towards something and yeah I mean, you kind of that show kind of is like, let's give you the big stuff and then we'll slowly explain how to get to the next chapter, which. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so the trailer for this looks good. I mean, we mentioned uh, Motley Crue Home Sweet Home Sweet Home. And then they go into the Who's Teenage Wasteland and the way that they intercut the editing into the music for Teenage Wasteland. I mean, it builds the drama, the horror. Oh, yeah. And we get the. Dustin Steve pairing again from last season, which made last yeah. season so much fun. Which is our tied to the intro, which I screwed up. So yeah, I knew where you were going with it, and I knew where we were going to get to this point of the show. So, <laughs> all right. So uh, Tony's posting that on our Facebook, so you can check out that trailer if you haven't seen it already. That so doesn't locked and loaded, kids. Yep. Even before this show ever posts. <laughs> It's on there now. (laughs) That does it for TV news. We're going to go into movies now. And uh, what we do each and every week is go over the weekend box office. So uh, after two weeks of Captain Marvel dominating uh, the box office, we now get a new number one. And apparently rightfully so. Now, I haven't seen the movie yet. I know Tony hasn't seen it yet. Um, Mike thing just cut out there I for was a wondering, second. I was like, did you just become Recycle Chris again? I saw a little Recycler. No, no, a uh, call came through. I'm using my uh, phone as the uh, camera for our um, webcam, so occasionally you'll get uh, a phone call come through unexpectedly. In any case, so the new number one was a, a movie we were talking about earlier, Jordan Peele's Us, which uh, for a horror movie to debut at number one is definitely few and far between but uh yeah it made whew, let's see That's a 70, lot. 70.2 million for a horror movie debut which i mean it 
it's getting so much buzz as far as, you know, he already won the Oscar for screenplay on Get Out. Um, there's the potential that he may win another Oscar for this. Um, and people are even throwing it into the best picture category, which still a little too soon to say, but um, it, it's uh, definitely a movie I want to see. Yeah, after after I was just saying, when we talked Twilight Zone, you know, seeing uh, Get Out for the first time two nights ago, um, got it, this got me more excited to see uh, Us, for sure. Us is just creepy looking, man. Yeah. And it's, it's a total creepy trailer, so yeah. uh, definitely uh, no surprise there. But I'm blown away by the next movie, though, like the total intake thus far. Yeah, I'm going through. Let's see. Where is it? There we go. Uh, so week two was last week's number one, Captain Marvel. Again, no surprise there. It's made another $35 million here domestically. Its domestic total is $321.4 million. And let's see, current worldwide total is just shy of a billion at uh, 910. So it's well on its way to that billion-dollar mark. Um, it is, last I checked, I think the worldwide the seventh biggest release currently but it is well on its way to pass uh and and get up there into the probably the top three yeah it succeeded so far uh iron man you know iron man had 318 mil and then uh, thor ragnarok had 315 but what i'm loving about this article too when you read down into it um is um you look at all the top movies and it's Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor Ragnarok, Guardians 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, um, also DC's in there with Wonder Woman, Batman versus Superman. And what's the grand theme of the whole thing? Comic book movies. Right. Pop culture. Like what like what are the big draws? It's it's superhero right. movies, man. It's phenomenal. Well, the- the funny thing is, you know, when I was growing up as a kid, I was a comic book nerd. I love comic books. I collected them, you know, grew up in the 80s and 90s where, you know, we had this comic book boom to some degree, but it wasn't the popular thing. You know, it right. was, you know, the comic book movies of the era were awful and uh, you got made fun of for liking comic books. <laughs> and sure now did. it's completely yeah. turned around that, you know, these things that I grew up loving are now hitting our screen once every few months. And, you know, as especially Marvel does is they really stay true to the comic books and um, they make them fun. And, you know, you've got big stars involved and, and it's definitely one of those things where uh, the inner kid in me is just loving the golden age of comic book movies that we're living in right now. Go figure the golden voice loves the golden age of movies. The golden age. The golden voice, Christian Meyer. <laughs> All right. Third place was the animated Nickelodeon movie Wonder Park with another nine million. Wee, I'm on a roller coaster. <laughs> In fourth place was the PG thirteen romantic uh, movie Five Feet Apart. I'm waiting for the prequel Two and a <laughs> Half Feet Apart. I like it. <laughs> and uh, in fifth place, still hanging in there, is How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, with $6.5 million. Two magical dragons fly and make love in the air. <laughs> uh, real quick, I'm going to rattle off the uh, rest of the top five as I do every day. Or sorry, top ten. Uh, in sixth place was Tyler Perry's A Medea Family Funeral. A lady in drag, pretending to be a grandma. In seventh place was a new movie on the list, uh, Julianne Moore's Julia Bell. Um, that was my ex-girlfriend in seventh grade. <laughs> uh, in eighth place was the R-rated comedy uh, No Manches Frida Dos, or two. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait for Ocho, because it's going to skip the third one. <laughs> uh, then we had uh, the Lego movie 2, the second part. A movie about some bricks that sing and dance. And then, uh, let's see, Alita Battle Angel. Uh, it's a movie about a uh, big-eyed pop Funko character. And uh, <laughs> I guess that rounded out the top ten. Really what did. we have to look forward to this upcoming week, no, two weeks, is Shazam. So it looks Shazam! like my guess is uh, us is going to hang on for another uh, week now here in a row. Um, I don't know, because Dumbo comes out this week. Oh, Dumbo does come Dumbo's out. Dumbo is going to beat it. My, my thought. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's still hang up there. I think with the it'll kid still crowd, be top three, but Dumbo I think will be number one. 
Good point. Good point. Uh, just on a weird little side tangent, um, my boys went. Uh, were lucky enough to go to the premiere of Shazam. What they seen it? Sorry, that was my Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was terrible. You have like that didn't really work too well for radio, but no, no YouTube show that was great. Kind but uh, yeah, they did see it. They loved it. They said it was hilarious. That uh, Reese, my little one, he's uh, six years old. He said there were a couple moments in there that were a little scary for him, but he always enjoys those. Um, but their review at this point is it's a, a definitely must see. That's awesome. Uh, I'm not trying to read too much. Uh, I read a critic thing. They said it's a comic book masterpiece is what one of the critics. Right. So, well, ever since yeah, positive uh, news. Yeah. Ever since Rotten Tomatoes changed their algorithm so that way uh, fans can't go in pre-release and start leaving all kinds of bad reviews. Uh, their pre-release reviews for, from actual critics are fantastic. I think they're currently at like a 97%. Yeah, I think it's DC finally got it on the right track as far as we're not Marvel. Well, it's not build a universe. It's let's tell the stories of the characters and see who's popular, how they got there. And then maybe once they've got a good fan base, then you build a freaking universe. But exactly. You don't jam pack everything into one. Yeah. So. So in any case, uh, as that comes out, we'll give more information on that. We'll probably give a review on Shazam in a couple weeks. But uh, in the meantime, uh, I know Tony and I are both going to go see us, and we'll probably give a review on that on the next episode. Yeah, by next episode for sure. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on in the movie news, uh, one of at least my favorite franchises of the 80s and early 90s was uh, the Bill and Ted. So you have Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Uh, if you go back... <laughs> and, what? Stallions! <laughs> you go back and watch them, they definitely hold up. I mean, they're hilarious. Um, in any case, uh, we had been talking that uh, Bill and Ted 3 was officially on its way. And then uh, this last week, we got a video from uh, Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves standing out in front of the uh, Hollywood Bowl talking about uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music is officially in pre-production and that they are aiming for a uh, 2020 uh, release. And so Station. Station. In any case, it brings back not only Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter, um, we also get, uh, looks like the director's going to be Dean Parasot. He directed uh, Red 2, Fun with Dick and Jane, Galaxy Quest, so his com comedic chops are definitely there. And then the script is from the original creators, Chris Matheson and Ed Solomon. And if you recognize the name Ed Solomon, he was also the writer of Men in Black. Oh, so, nice. Uh, the other sort of weird type uh, side tangent is uh, do you remember the bad guy's name in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey Tone? Uh, I don't know. I remember. It was Denomalos. Remember, he was the guy from um, Die Hard 2 um, or oh, Die Hard 3. Yeah. Um, no, Lethal Weapon 2. We uh, got Tahoe. They all were awesome action 80s flicks, yeah. though. I'm going to continue that story in a second, but I got to uh, kick Tahoe out of here. Ta uh, Tony, go ahead and vamp for a moment. San Dimas. I don't know what I'm vamping, but on that is, uh, yeah, Bill and Ted. So now the show's up to me. What up? So he's going to get back to that character, and we're going to keep the show rolling. Um, the next thing that we're going to talk about while he does that, he'll get back to his story here, and he's back. So I really didn't feel any time. Like, I was not a good buffer. And I have no idea what you said. So. And start reading it. So, <laughs> uh, well, real quick with Bill and Ted. Um, so the bad guy's name was Denomalos, which I realized in rewatching Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey that that name Denomalos is actually Ed Solomon backwards, spelled backwards. Really? Yeah. Is that Blazin? No, no. Ed Solomon's the writer. Oh, gotcha. So he snuck his own name into the movie, which is actually pretty cool. That is cool. The other thing that was uh, probably my favorite part of Bill and Ted's bogus journey was uh, not station, not the evil robot us's, but was actually uh, the Reaper played by William Sadler. Oh and, yeah. Uh, I mean, that character in the movie was hilarious. Um, 
And it's just Melvin the Grim Reaper, dude. <laughs> <laughs> In any case, in uh, Bill and Ted's face, the music, uh, William Sadler is back as the Reaper. And uh, I can't wait to see what they do with him. I mean, the the whole segment of them challenging him to basically board games to you know, win the right to go back to Earth is still one That's of my three favorites. out of the five. That's <laughs> six out of ten. Yeah, always, always something. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Bill and Ted 3 is on its way. It's in production, and uh, we'll give more updates as those go along. Uh, can't wait to see a trailer for it. Yeah, no, it's only a matter of time. So hopefully it'll 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 be done right. It sounds so far um, really promising like it will. So that's a good thing. Yeah. So that does it for our movie news this week. Not a whole lot in the movie news realm. But, yeah, there's, uh, even this week, Just I'm going to do it just for the sake of it making the show consistently. There will be no... And then there turns another James Gunn story. And then there turns. I why I had to sing it. I could just sing it. Look into you too. But yeah, no James Gunn stories. No real big news. Um, yeah, no MCU. No DC news. I um, almost. You're probably wondering why in the hell did we stay on? Why are we? Why are we listening? Well, we have other stories we could talk about. We do. As is we're actually well, gonna talk. Comic well, book. Yeah. So yeah. before we get there, I almost posted a story uh, that. Todd Phillips released a new picture or new image as Joaquin Phoenix in his Joker movie, but it was nothing special. I went and looked at the picture and it's basically like Joaquin Phoenix contemplating something. It's like, come on, if you're going to show something, show him as the Joker, show him actually doing something, not just sitting there. He's just sitting there as Arthur. Right. He has his name. Yeah, that movie's going to be stupid. <laughs> so, in any case, you I'll you eat my get... words if it yeah, if, if it it's good. Good, but man, yeah. it sounds stupid and it looks stupid. Yep. <laughs> you can tell I'm not excited about that one. Yep. All <laughs> right. So, uh, talking about something we don't talk about very often, but uh, this is exciting, is comic book news. So, we mentioned last week that the Disney-Fox merger officially closed. And, uh, you know, now those Fox properties are part of Disney. Now, one of the fallout pieces we got of Fox and Disney being separate for years is that Fox owned the rights to the X-Men franchise and the X-Men series and Fantastic Four. And as a result, Marvel did everything in their power to try and exclude X-Men from video games. And uh, they really... Um, reduced their uh, comic book offering as well and really tried to push like the Inhumans as the new X-Men. And uh, now with uh, X-Men back in Marvel's reigns, uh, they are going to be put back into the forefront in a big way, starting with a new X-Men series um, called X-Men Power or House of X and Powers of X. And uh, they basically tapped... Um, Jonathan Hickman, who uh, was the writer of Marvel's Secret Wars, that's where uh, um, the black suit Spider-Man was first introduced, oh, um, yeah. yeah, to uh, write this new run of series um, for X-Men. So each is going to be six issues. You've got uh, House of X with the first six issues, Powers of X with the second six, and uh I don't know if Tony's posting some uh, images from the article, but, uh, you know, you're definitely seeing characters in some of their uh, traditional costumes. And and uh, it's just nice to have X-Men back in the fold. Yeah, the, the artwork is what drew me to this article, because normally we don't talk a whole lot of comic books on here because we don't really read them anymore. But, um, yeah, to see the old school like Jim Lee looking X-Men um, – that caught my eye and i'm a big x-men guy you're a big x-men guy yeah. so to actually see that and then now knowing i mean it gets me excited because x-men are finally going to be start getting back in the spotlight you know especially once the mcu starts to roll them out in their universe eventually here in the next year or so whenever that is um i'm even hearing rumblings like now that they've acquired you know now disney owns marvel again like well pretty much all of marvel yeah now, like my favorite video game of all time, Marvel vs. Capcom, 
that they're finally hinting that a part four may be coming out and they want you to forget about the last crappy game that came out which actually wasn't that bad of a game it just the artwork sucked and it yeah yeah everybody it, had like really yeah. weird wide shoulders yeah, and tiny it, heads it, and... the storyline was dumb but actually the gameplay was pretty cool like it played like a marvel versus capcom game so it wasn't terrible but definitely it was lacking it didn't have any x-men didn't have anything where i was going with that rant is is there's rumor like they're going to jam pack it with x-men fantastic four more capcom characters things like that so oh man that'd be exciting we should see some cool stuff here hopefully soon you know yeah and i mean with this new x-men series they're basically comparing it to the landmark stories like giant size x-men number one uh jim lee's x-men number one or you know the age of apocalypse and so um you know it's it's definitely going to be something worth picking up if you're a comic book uh, fan and collector and it looks like uh they're going to debut in july so you've got a few months to uh, uh start getting ready or to reach out to your local comic book store and have them put uh your um I can't remember what it's called right now. The the box where they put the issues aside as they come out for you. Oh, nice. I, I haven't been in so long. The last comic book store I think I went into was in uh, Carson City. Used to be on Highway 50, in that little rundown strip mall by the old Jim Boys, which is now a Dunkin' Donuts, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, but uh, there used to be one in that little back alley mall back there. So <laughs> been like a worst episode ever. <laughs> All right, so uh, that does it for comic book news. Now, Tony talked a little bit about uh, Marvel vs. Capcom video game. Uh, the thing that this episode of the Proton Pack podcast is jam-packed with is video game news. For once, normally it's like a slow... It, the video games are weird. It's like either a really busy week in the video game world, or it is nothing. And yeah. It's really nothing, and now it's... And in this case... Week. It's a big, busy week. So the first thing is we talked about App, uh, Apple TV Plus, their uh, TV streaming service. Well, now Apple, uh, as of just yesterday, excuse me, is uh, rolling out what they're calling Apple Arcade, which is a game subscription service uh, coming out in fall 2019. And uh, essentially it is a... Um, continuation of the Apple App Store for their games, but they're releasing a whole bunch of um, new titles, uh, original titles. Uh, we're getting new uh, games from Lego and Konami and Sega, um, Cartoon Sega. Network. And, uh, you know, I guess there's a Sonic Racing game. And and so on every console, that's coming to everything. Yeah. And... Uh, Apple's making this available for iPad, iPhone, Apple TV, Mac. Um, but traditionally, these games are more of the mobile-type games. I mean, even though the graphics on mobile games are, are much better, they're not the same thing you would get on, like, an Xbox, PlayStation, or even Nintendo Switch as far as big, big epic games. But it is right. something that's uh, exciting if you are a mobile gaming fan that uh, you will have a subscription service now that will allow you to play these games as opposed to buying them each individually at $1.99 a piece, $2.99 a piece, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah, no, it's good. You know, Xbox, um, they dabbled. I think they've kind of started it, believe it or not. I don't know if they started it, but they've got um... – uh, the Xbox Game Pass, which I, I actually go back all the way to Sega Channel back when we were kids. Yep. They were really the innovators of all that. Like, they were the first one, like, when online wasn't a, I mean, it was dial-up, and you had to go through your cable company, and you got the Sega Channel is what it was called, and you put in mm -hmm. that cartridge, you plugged in, but you could play all the games that they allotted on their channel for that month, and they switched it up like a Netflix. So, they were actually the the real innovators from what I can remember. And if yeah, I'm wrong, they were just let us know. But too too far ahead of their time. Yeah, and that's the same thing. Dreamcast was ahead of its time. Sega actually very smart. They just were the idiots that went out first, and, <laughs> and other people took their idea and just made it better. So um, poor Sega. But uh, Xbox does their Game Pass right now, and uh, it's nine ninety nine a month. Um, when I got my Xbox uh, One X, it came with a three-month trial. It's actually pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
it gives you a chance to try games like I wouldn't have right. have paid for, you know. And it's got its fair share of crappy games too, you know, or games you've already paid for and own, and you're like, damn it, right. why did I pay for that? You know? Now let me ask you this: with Game Pass, you still have to download the games you want to play. Yeah, right? it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's my first cuss on this show, but yeah, it's it's stupid because it eats up a damn load on your memory, you know, mm-hmm. to play. And and that's always been my biggest gripe with the home consoles nowadays is like. Right. They advertise like you got one terabyte of storage and one terabyte a freaking ton. But each game, you know, you get games like Red Dead Redemption 2 right. or multiple gigs. Dude, it's literally like three to four hundred gigs. And you add a couple of those games on there and you don't have memory and you have to delete your crap and re-download it. And I mean, it's it's just time consuming. It's not like the old way where you could just pop in a disc and be good, but. They're get, everything's getting away from a disc. Like I know Xbox is planning a discless re re release of their Xbox One, so there's not going to be discs anymore. Right. Which, but you'll still have to download the games. You still have to download yeah. the games. Now it needs to get to where you could just stream it. Well, and that actually brings us to our next article. So uh, Google just recently announced something that could be the end of the consoles as we know it. Uh, as Tony was just talking about, you know, the consoles have great processing power, have great games available. But the downside is that, you know, you have to download these games and, you know, you get the new games, you put the disc in. Sometimes you have to wait two, three hours before you even have a chance to play it. Well, Google just announced uh, what's called Google Stadia. Yeah, I don't like the name. I don't like the name either, but this is a concept that could potentially change gaming altogether. And so Google Stadia is not a console. It is a service. And you purchase a controller. That's all you need to purchase. And at this point, we don't know if it's going to be a subscription service or, you know, a one-time fee. But essentially what it is is... Google, through the cloud, handles all of the processing power, handles all of the um, the graphics engines, handles everything through the cloud. And if you've got a Google Chrome browser with, they're saying at this point, at least 25 megs per second download, you can play 4K games at 60 frames per second instantaneously through Google Stadia. And, uh, I mean, this is, again, a game changer as far as the way um, video gaming is going to go. Dude, that would be – this is, like you said, a uh, game changer. I just read the article right before we started. I was actually – on our pre – if we ever do an outtake show, you'll probably see me staring down at my phone reading the damn thing. But, <laughs> uh, you know, this is what I'm talking about, man. If you could just jump and go – there's so many good elements out there. Like, um, here's a good example. Nintendo Switch, you can download a game. You know, when you download the games on there, it doesn't need up a lot of memory. But, man, it just it flows good. Like, it it doesn't take a long time. Whereas Xbox and PlayStation seems like you got to do it. And I get it. They got to update the games. You're always dealing with updates. That's fine. But if you own the disc you shouldn't have to worry about downloading it just play right off the damn disc if you download it i get it it's on your hard drive it is what it is so yeah this is a game changer man it's uh, if if it gets off the ground successful i like it um and it's different than what apple is offering i don't like apple's calling it an arcade if you call it an arcade i'm thinking old school arcade machine and and they're not arcades it's just a gaming service but Mm -hmm. Here nor there, nitpicky. It's a good time to be a gamer. Um, a lot of good stuff. And especially if you're into developing video games and you're an indie and you want to get your game out there, I mean, there's a lot of avenues and outlets. And this is just another one. Um, will it be able to compete? Will this kill off consoles? Time will tell. Right. You know. Well, if anything, it'll get Xbox and PlayStation, maybe even Nintendo thinking or rethinking you know, what they're doing. And so, for instance... Through this service, you can play on a crappy old laptop, you can play on an old PC, a cell phone, tablet, internet-connected TV. As long as it has that download speed of the internet, uh, you can play games at full resolution, in full speed. You don't have to worry about lag or downtime. And uh, in the article here, i got to find it real quick, they were basically saying that you know, with Google's cloud power, that they have something like... 
here it is. Uh, the GPU power of this is 10 teraflops compared to PlayStation 4 Pro's uh, 4.2 teraflops and Xbox One X's 6 teraflops, Dang. which that's some processing That's a big power. thing where my buddy Ryan Williams, when the Xbox One X came out, man, he was like, dude, when the teraflops happen, the system's going to go. And I'll tell you what, having gone from a regular Xbox One to a Xbox One X, Dude, the download is quicker. The gameplay is more fluid. Like, you do notice the processing power behind the games. Yeah. I mean, graphics are still great. doesn't matter what system you own. But, uh, you know, processing power and getting it on there and getting your game on is a lot easier on the One X versus the... the well, and, and not having to shell out $400, $500 for a new console. You know, basically yeah. with this, as uh, the technology upgrades so will the service itself so i'm really looking forward to this uh, they've announced a couple of the games that will be available at launch um, and they're big name games uh, one of them's assassin's creed odyssey uh, which is what they used for the um, the launch to show people what this is capable of and then the other is a doom game and it's doom and i can't find the sub name for it it's in here somewhere. Hang tight. We'll find it. Not seeing it. Wolfgang. What's that guy's name? Doom Eternal. Oh, Doom Eternal. There you go. Finn Wolfhard is. Uh, I think Finn Wolfhard. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then uh, I don't know if you cool. saw the controller tone, but the controller looks like a uh, sort of a mix between a Xbox and a PlayStation controller. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Right. whatever works everyone likes that controller so yeah yeah so uh let's see they don't have an official release date for it yet other than that it'll launch sometime in 2019 um we're right around the corner from e3 and so i expect we're going to get a ton of news out of e3 uh, on this as it comes available yes yeah, sorry i'm like last post i'm i'm trying to get ahead of the curve so i can focus on looking <laughs> All right, we got two video game stories left. Uh, the next one is from a developer that we grew up big fans of in the old uh, Nintendo and Super Nintendo days is Konami. And Konami is releasing their anniversary collection. Oh, it's yeah. 50th anniversary, which is crazy. And uh, on this collection is some of the games that we just loved the hell out of growing up, uh, namely Castlevania, Contra, um, some of its arcade classics like um, Typhoon, um, Nemesis, which was a Gradius game. Uh, boy, just looking through, you're getting uh, original Castlevania, Castlevania 2, Castlevania 3, and Super Castlevania 4. Uh, Contra, Super Contra, Super C, and Contra 3, Alien Wars, um, all fantastic games. I mean, yeah. the replay values on those are so much fun. It's fun. And, but here's the catch, though, with these Konami re-releases, is they're going to money grab you. So they're releasing it in three installments. Are they? Ooh, yeah, I didn't see so that Yeah, so it's not part. just 20 bucks and you get all those games. Unfortunately, that's not how this is going to go. They're taking Konami the Capcom is, uh, Mega Man approach. Yeah, oh yeah, they're gonna they're gonna give you a little half sandwich. You want the other half, you're gonna have to pay. So yeah, so with the first one that Chris had told you about uh, on April 18th, their first one is gonna be their eight games from the 80s, which is what he had just listed before Castlevania. I don't. Gradius was a good game. Yeah. None of those like scream. 20 bucks to me i'll catch that on an xbox deal of the week or some crap yeah. <laughs> like that um but good fun but where you got me hooked is castlevania contra now castlevania is going to be its own series it's going to be the 20 bucks it's going to have eight castlevania games and they've only announced those ones so far those four games they're going to keep the other ones a secret mm -hmm. until it gets closer uh rumor suggests it's going to be um symphony of the night from the original playstation um uh bloodlines from the genesis um and dracula x which was a rare late in life super nintendo like we were probably already on the 64 and everything by then yeah. where it didn't get an audience so um there's rumor those are going to be other games i mean the inclusion of 
Castlevania 2. It's not even the Nintendo one. It's a Game Boy one. So I don't know. Oh. Are you going to be playing like a big screen version of the Game Boy right. one? Pea green and uh, yeah, gray. I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, I'm excited that they got it. But the Contra one is going to be really neat because it's uh, also going to be eight games. And you know it's going to be 20 bucks. So you're looking at 60 bucks so far if you want all these classics. Um, Contra's is... Um, you know, I love that they have Contra 3 on there. That was my favorite of the Contras. Um, but there was this one Contra game that didn't get any love, and it's so damn good. Um, it was Contra... It was only on the Wii, and it was a part of their download. It only came out on the Wii as a, a downloadable, never a hard release or anything. And it looked exactly like Alien Wars, but it was called something different. I suck. I can't tell you what it is, but I'm hoping that's one of the eight... Um, I'm hoping that, um, you know, know what else you can really get. I mean, you've got super, like, it's kind of dumb having Super Contra, the arcade, and Super C. Because they're the same Exactly. Yeah. It's the same game! <laughs> Just one has good graphics, the other doesn't. And, I'm, and I think they're doing themselves a disservice by having Contra the arcade on there. That's great and all, but they should have had Contra from the Nintendo because that's what everybody grew up playing. So right, up, up, down, down, left, yeah. right, left, right, B, yeah, exactly. A, select, start. And then one thing they could do too, and I'm gonna be pissed if like Contra Nintendo is like one of the eight games. Like that's dumb. You have enough memory on this thing, flip it. You know, I get all nerdy with this nostalgia stuff. Like there's ways <laughs> to do these things. If the Sega Genesis collection can have 120 flipping games on a disc konami can do better for eight games like you don't need to money grab this could just be the massive konami collection and put put 30 bucks on it but give us the whole enchilada man not this 20 buck bs um but nonetheless i mean i'm really excited for the castlevania contra but it's kind of lame that they're making you wait to hear like ooh, what other games will we put on here (laughs) i don't know like you they've already been released so why don't you just tell us one game I'd hope for is a game that I spent many hours, many frustrating hours playing was uh, the original Top Gun game on um Oh, Nintendo. man, that game was a pain in the ass. It was so much fun, except for trying to land on the aircraft carrier. Yes. was so hard. It was, but it was a great game, though. <laughs> the other great game was uh, Blades of Steel. Yeah, Blades of Steel was a good yeah. game. Jackal was a sweet game. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, there's a lot of games they could put on there. Like, I would have done, like, if you want to do three grabs, you take almost every contra or every Konami IP you had from the 80s and 90s, whether, it, you know, like, as long as you owned it and you didn't have to pay Do rent. it in different eras? Yeah, you do it, but you can alternate. You can have the arcade version and the Nintendo version. And, like, where I was going to go with the Castlevania Contra collection, why not take every Castlevania game ever made to this point? throw it on there it doesn't matter if it was a ps you know ps game uh a ps game playstation game <laughs> i don't think it came out for the playstation 2 but like i'll put all the game boy games on there put all the nintendo ones put on whatever you want the like super nintendo that way you have you know gives gamers like today you know like if your boys if you wanted to show your boys like hey this is what dad played maybe they'd be interested in it they may be like no nah, it's not fortnite i'm cool and then right. that's cool too but at least it gives them and it gives you that nice nostalgia feel like oh yeah this yeah. is sweet um same with contra you know like the game it's gonna drive me nuts i can't think of what it is but the one that i played on the wii and i bought it for 20 bucks for this one game wow but it was but it was cool because it, it was, was worth old it school it was contra 3 it was like a true sequel to contra 3 the alien wars it it played like it it looked like it it was great I think you even put, like, on a Contra collection, you put them all on there, including the crappy ones that were on the PlayStation 1. Yep. The Legacy of War and the 3D one, they were crappy. (laughs) But PS2 had a really good Contra game called Contra... Was it Contra Forces? I don't remember. I don't know. Maybe it was Contra... Oh, (laughs) I'm dumb. I think the the Wii one was called Contra 4. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm going to Google that Snazzy you know, title. before we go on the new one. I, I just, I'm thinking about it. I got to look at the Contra Wikipedia. So what you're saying is the game that should have been a follow-up to Contra 3 might be called 
<laughs> I think I, I actually kind of feel like it uh it, it might actually have been that um I, I'm looking at the conscious series to uh just just to conclude this because I know we got to wrap up soon but um oh, I'm clicking the games here um yeah uh contra rebirth is what it was called oh, okay all right <laughs> contra 4 was actually on the ds um doing the little tiny micro looking thing uh, contra 4 was a direct it, it also had the graphics of um the super nintendo game but it was on the ds and that was contra 4 okay. um hard corpse uprising was the last one released that was on the uh, digital platforms for the uh, xbox one and the ps4 um that one wasn't as good. That was a throwback to um, Contra Hard Corpse, which is a different take. That was a Genesis one, but mm-hmm. it really wouldn't take much because here's your uh, re- here's here's your Contra lines. You got Contra, Super Contra, Operation C, um, which was on Nintendo. Contra Three: The Alien Wars, Contra Force, that was also on the Nintendo. Contra Hard Corpse, that was Genesis. Legacy of War was playstation one c the contra adventure which was terrible that was the playstation one contra shattered soldier that was an awesome one on the ps2 neo contra was the sequel to that on the ps2 and that one stunk contra 4 was ds never played it contra rebirth was the switch or the wii u one or wii sorry wii just wii (laughs) and then hardcore uprising so i mean to me it totally you could pull that um and throw those all on there and that would be a bitchin setup i mean there's no reason why you take eight and two of them are the same damn game because not all the contra games were good there was some really bad contra games yeah so but if you were into the castlevania contra franchises um you know we'll have to see what other titles they announce but uh in any case they'll still be fun to pick up you know, if you love them, pick them up when they come out at 20 bucks a pop. Otherwise, uh, you know, wait a little bit and you can get them at GameStop for probably much less. Yeah, no, no, definitely. I don't know where I was going to go with that one. I'm at that point where the bladder is full and we're on our last story. So let's <laughs> roll with it. And plus, I got to get ready for work. So I'm yep. going yep. to have to cut this bad boy short here. I ran it too long. <laughs> All right. Last story is... Uh, back into the world of Nintendo and uh, traditionally Nintendo has kept their characters and their franchises very close to their vest. Um, You know, even to the point where when the Wii and the Wii U came out, Tony and I were talking about, uh, you know, Nintendo needs to hang up their console ideas and basically just, uh, you know, sell their characters and their games to Xbox and PlayStation, whoever will buy them similar to what Sega did. And uh, the good news for Nintendo is they came out with the Switch, which is an amazing system. Um, Fantastic. Super fantastic. And uh, again, are are holding on to their characters. Now, with that being said, Nintendo is dipping their toe in the water of letting their characters... (laughs) Letting their characters be used by independent or indie game developers, uh, which Nintendo is calling Nindy. Nindy. Not, not all that. And so the first foray into that is a game called Cadence of Hyrule, which uh, obviously is in the uh, Zelda franchise. And uh, they're letting de- developer um, Brace Yourself Games, who to this point only had one other game prior to that uh, called Necrodancer, utilize their Zelda characters. And so this Cadence of Hyrule is going to be a mashup of that Necrodancer and uh, uh, or Crypt of the Necrodancer and Legend of Zelda. And if it goes well, they are considering letting more independent game developers utilize their characters. I think it's an awesome fresh take. And that means uh, for Nintendo, like we're already getting another new Zelda game. And that's on top of the remake of the Game Boy Advance game that's coming out. So you're looking on this console life, three Zelda games so far. Whereas last one, we had, did we have three? We ended up three, but it was kind of wonky. You only had one original, and you had uh, a report of uh, the Twilight Princess from that was on the Wii. It yeah. went to the Wii U, ported, um, and then they got the, uh, uh, there was that 
the really big Skyward Sword. That was the big one. And um, I, if I'm if I'm wrong, sorry Zelda fans, but I'm thinking it's that. But Skyward Sword might actually be the Switch one. I don't know. I guess <laughs> there's so many of them. In I don't it. think it is. No, uh, um, you have the Wind. Um... The Wind Waker they re-released from GameCube yep. that made it to the Wii U. Right, you had the Hyrule Warriors, which really wasn't a true... Yeah, not um, true Zelda, but a cool licensing, because that was a smash em up in the vein of uh, Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, this marks a, a very first in um, Zelda letting, you know, independent game developers um, play with some of their properties and you know in the past in the very far past you know we had like mario 2 which was a uh, um, basically a rehash of a japanese game uh, that doesn't quite count in this but uh, hopefully everything goes well this game is going to be available on the switch in spring of this year so probably within the next uh, one to two months and if that goes well it'll be awesome to see you know Mario in an India game or, uh, you know, Yoshi or Donkey Kong or any of Something, those yeah. characters. Yeah. Cause that's Nintendo's bread and butter. They've always done really well with their first, uh, their own IPs. And, uh, and the fact that they've lent it out, it actually, they've been doing it for years, just a little bit here and there. Like Hudson did, uh, you know, they've done smash brothers. That's, you know, Nintendo does it, but then like they've lent it out to Hudson, which is now like how, properties or something like that but they do a fantastic job it's a great game um i'm very excited i like the artwork of it i think it looks like a real cool take on a top view zelda with a different gameplay view and uh i was stoked to see the uh, remake of the uh, game boy advance version of uh, Link's awakening yeah. uh, in actual in switch graphics so very cool. I mean, I'd love to see old school stuff like like you said mario mario is i think everybody's Big time favorite, but I'm also a huge fan of Link and Zelda. And and what's cool is in this one too, you can play as Link and you can play as Zelda too. Like Zelda's not kidnapped, right? You know, right. Ganon in this one, it's uh, she's, she's playable as well. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So uh, yeah, thanks thanks for tuning in, guys. Sorry, it was uh, we stretched. We we were we had a little bit to talk about, but we wanted to stretch and at least give you an hour of uh, of. Uh, the Proton Pack podcast. I was going to try to hype us up like we're award winning, but we just got uh, celebrity shouted out to uh, <laughs> acknowledge podcast. Yep. Um, and so, again, we appreciate everybody downloading, uh, streaming, subscribing. Again, follow us on our social media Facebook and Instagram, Proton Pack Podcast. Uh, as you saw throughout, uh, if you were watching the video, Tony was updating. Uh, uh, at least the Facebook account with the stories we were talking about. And uh, we will be back next week with an all new episode and uh, look forward to uh, entertaining your ear holes. You might be a king or a little street sweeper, but sooner or later you too will dance with the Reaper. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> later, Gators.